Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. So God showed up to Abraham. And so now look at this here in uh, uh, chapter uh, 13, verse 14. Verse 14 says, And the Lord said to Abram, after that lot was separated from him, watch what he said, guys. He said, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art. If you have your Bibles, Underline, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art. You see, oftentimes what, what, what keeps us stuck where we're at is, is that we're not willing to lift up our eyes. You see, we're not willing to, to look beyond where we are right now. Maybe you're in debt right now. You see, God is saying, lift up your eyes. Look past the debt where you're at right now into a land of plentitude. I've got that for you, you see. You see, maybe you're, you're, you're struggling with a sickness right now. Well, God is saying to you today, He's saying, lift up your eyes, look past this sickness, and look to the healing that I've already provided for you. You're struggling in your, in your marriage? Look past those issues and, and look beyond and, and, and start to see the promises that I have for your marriage. He says, lift up now thine eyes, Look from the place where you are, he said, look northward, look southward and eastward and westward. Look at verse 15. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. That's the promise. That's the promise. And now look at verse 16. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. That means as the sand of the earth. So that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Now look at verse 17. 17 says, Arise, walk through the land. Now, 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 what was God doing here, guys? You see, God made the promise to Abraham, and notice what God is doing. He said, lift up your eyes. And so it's about what, 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 what is he looking at? What, where are you looking at? What are you paying attention to? He said, look from the place where you are, and now he said, look around the land. And now here he says, walk through the land. Why did God say walk through the land? It's because God wanted Abraham to begin to, to see himself in the promise. He wanted, to, he wanted him to walk through the land so he would get a feel of what it's like for him to own that land. He says, walk through the land in the length of it, in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. I remember, guys, when I had a similar experience, I was over in uh, Culver City at the place, uh, the Veterans Memorial building where we hold our local services. And I remember one, one it was almost two years ago now when, uh, when God spoke to me about that place. And I was walking around there and God said, I'm, I'm gonna, you're, gonna have, you're gonna have services here. You're gonna start having a church here. And, 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 and God said the same thing to me. He said, walk around this lot, walk, walk around this building, start seeing people coming to church, start seeing services taking place here. You see, to this very day, guys, I go into the auditorium 
And what I do is, you know, we have a we have our Bible study in, in one of the rooms next to the auditorium, but I'll go into the main auditorium and guys, what do I do? I step on the stage and I see myself ministering to the people of God here. I see the place filled with the people of God. You see, what am I doing? I'm doing the same thing that God said to Abraham. And so you operating in faith begins with you seeing yourself in the promises of God. Look at Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through uh, 6. And I want to look at this in the... Uh, I want to look at this here in the uh, New Living Translation. Genesis chapter 15, 1 through 6, New Living Translation. So God showed up to Abraham. He gave Abraham a picture, a vision. Now watch what happened here because sometimes people think, well, Abraham just operated in perfect faith. He never had any doubt. Guys, I want you to understand, Abraham had doubts. Abraham struggled. Abraham made some mistakes, you see. Uh, like I said, it was never Abraham's perfect performance. If you guys look at that, you're familiar with, with the story of Abraham, you'll notice, well, one of the first things he did after he received the promise, he was going to, you know, God gave him the promise that he was going to have a son in his old age. And, uh, and, 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 you know, he got the promise. God gave him the vision. But one of the first thing Abraham did was he let his wife talk him into sleeping with his maid, and, they, and he fathered uh, Ishmael. You see, <laughs> that was Abraham and Sarah trying to help God out through self-effort and performance, you know, rather than just believing. And so Abraham made some mistakes. You know, Abraham lied when he uh, ran into uh, Abimelech with uh, Sarah, and, and, and he lied about Sarah being his wife. He, he, he figured, you know, Abraham, Abraham figured, well, Sarah's kind of a nice-looking woman. If uh, Abimelech knew, knew that she was my wife, well, what he would do is uh, he would have me killed and he'd take Sarah. And so Abraham said to Sarah, well, let's just lie, you know, rather than trusting God, let's just lie and be dishonest. And, and that's what they did. And, and, and so, you know, and, and someone says, well, Alex, uh, Sarah was uh, Abraham's half-sister. And so technically what he did was he, yeah, you know, he told half a lie. But guys, it was a lie nevertheless. You know, it was still wrong. <laughs> but what happened was... If you look at that account in Genesis 20, I believe it's chapter 20, Abraham and Sarah walked out of that situation blessed. Abimelech found out about Sarah being Abraham's wife. Not only did Abraham walk out of that without Abimelech, uh, you know, doing anything to him. No, he walked out of that situation blessed. And so I want you to see this. Abraham did not perform perfectly. Abraham made mistakes. God still blessed him. And someone says, well, Alex, how can this be? Friend, I want you to understand the reason that God still blessed him is because the very moment that God decides to treat somebody as a righteous man, glory to God, no matter what you do, it's not going to change how God is going to deal with you. You see, God is never going to put himself in a position where he, he has to respond to something that you do. If he decides that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, nothing that you ever do can change the fact that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You see, it's not your performance. Now, look at this here in Genesis 15, and I want you to see this. I want you to see this in, in the New Living Translation. He says in verse 1, he says, Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. 
Now look at what Abraham said in verse 2, guys. This is, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. Look at this here. In verse 2, he says, But Abraham, or Abram, replied, O sovereign Lord. Watch this now, guys. What good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? What good are all of your blessings when I don't even have a son? Guys, this is unbelief talking. This is unbelief speaking here. Look what he says. He says, since, you, since you've given me no, no children, <laughs> even though God promised him that his descendants would be as many as, as, the, as the sand of the seashore, we just read that. <laughs> Here's Abraham now saying, well, since you've given me no children. This Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all of my wealth. Verse 3, you've given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Guys, if you have your Bible, I want you to write underneath verse 2 or next to verse 2, write unbelief. And next to verse 3, write carnal. You see what Abraham was doing here? He was operating in unbelief. And he was being carnal. In other words, he was just looking at the natural. See, in the natural, it was true. He didn't have any children yet. But guys, what did God do? He said he, he promised he was going to have a son. He said he was going to have descendants that are going to be innumerable. And so this was unbelief. Now, how did God respond? Well, religion would probably figure, well, Alex... Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so the Lord was not pleased, you see. And so you think, well, if you're operating in unbelief, you, you have this idea that God somehow is, a, is angry with you. Or he's upset. He's not going to bless you now. But look, look how he responded, guys, in verse 4. Verse 4 says, Then the Lord said to him, He said, No, your servant will not be your heir. For you will have a son of your own. You see, he was saying, that's what I promised you. you. You will have a son of your own. You see, in the midst of his unbelief, God was reminding him of the promise. For you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Now look at verse 5. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up in the, into the sky. There's, there's the, the same thing again. God was giving him a vision, something to look at. He said, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And so God, again, was giving Abraham a vision. And this is what I want you to catch, is, is how do you overcome unbelief? It's you beginning to, to get a vision for what God has promised you. You see, when you meditate the promise, I want you to understand that biblical meditation, to meditate means to think, to consider, to ponder, but biblical meditation also includes the use of your imagination. And so begin to see yourself in the promise. If God gives you a promise, you're, you're believing God for, for healing that's already done, that Jesus already provided for you, well, begin to see yourself healed, you see. Start to meditate on your healing so much that even though the symptoms are still there in your heart, you're starting to see yourself healed, you see. You see, you're, you're, you're concerned about your kids. Start to see your kids serving the Lord. Start to see, see them differently. 
Now, you're not denying the facts or, or you know, the, the stuff that's going on in the natural, but guys, I want you to understand, glory to God, there is a difference between what is fact and experience and what is truth and reality. You see, it might be a fact that your kids are off course right now, but the truth is, God has already promised you in His Word that great shall be the peace of your children. God has already said in your Word that your children are blessed, you see. And so, what are you going to focus on? It might be true in your experience, you're struggling in your marriage. But the reality is, guys, that Jesus already made some promises where your marriage is concerned. Now, you, you're going to have to decide where are you going to put your attention. You see, God gave to Abraham a visual picture because God wanted Abraham to remember every day. Guys, remember this now. He said, your descendants will be as innumerable as the sand. And so every time Abraham was walking in the sand, he would remember, he would be reminded of the promise. You see, every time Abraham would be out at night looking up at the sky, he would see the scars, the, the, the stars. <laughs> He'd see the stars and he'd be reminded of, of the promise, this is how many descendants you shall have. And so every time Abraham was walking in the sand, every time he saw the stars, he was reminded of the promise. God gave him a visual picture. Look at verse 6. And, Ab and he, Watch this, guys. And Abram believed the Lord. Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. He made a decision to believe the Lord. And so what happened was God gave Abraham something to picture. And so you want to now begin to see yourself walking in the promises of God. You see, the day that, that you're going to be free from struggling with some stuff that you're struggling with, it's going to be the day when you begin to see yourself righteous. See yourself the way God sees you. What happened as well, we, we won't look at this for time's sake, but you guys know, of course, that God ended up changing Abram's name to Abraham. Abram means a father. Abraham means father of a multitude. He changed Sarai. He changed her name from Sarai to Sarah. Sarai means a princess. Sarah means a mother of nations. And so what God did was... He changed their identity. And so what happened is Abraham saw the promise. He had a picture of the promise. Now every time he spoke his name, he was speaking the promise because every time he spoke his name, he said, I'm Abraham. He said, I'm a father of a multitude. Glory to God. You see? You see? And so, and so Abraham believed God enough to, to begin to speak out his new identity by receiving his... his uh, his new name. Now look at Romans chapter 4. We'll end it here. Romans chapter 4 verses 17 through 21. Glory be to God. Romans chapter 4 verses 17 through 21 is now talking about these very things we were just looking at. Look at what he says here in verse 17. He says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. He's now speaking of Abraham. Before him whom he believed, Abraham believed God. We just saw that. 
Thank you, Lord. I, I want you guys to know also that believing is a choice. Sometimes we're so conditioned by the world into thinking that, well, Alex, I just can't really help what I believe. I just believe what I believe or I don't believe. But remember, your beliefs are determined by, by what you think, by what you focus on. You see? Now, this is the other thing I want you to know also about a belief is that a belief is a choice. A belief is a function of your free will. You see, when you believe, you are engaging your free will. And I want you to understand, you as a born-again child of God, you have the ability to believe God no matter what the circumstances are in your life. You as a child of God have the ability to believe the Word of God. As he said, Abraham believed. He says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead. God is getting ready to quicken some dead things in your life. There's some dead dreams and some of you you guys, is life. God, I, I prophesy, is getting ready to quicken those uh, dead uh, dreams in your life. There's a dead marriage. God is getting ready to quicken that dead marriage. Receive it today. He says, He quickeneth the dead, and He calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now, this is talking specifically to when God changed Abr Abram's name to Abraham. And so, in other words, when He changed Abram's name to Abraham, he was calling Abraham, he was calling him a father of, 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 of nations even before that was manifest. And so, and so God is calling the things that be not as though they were. In other words, if you are dealing with a sickness, glory to God, I want you to understand God's not calling you sick. God is calling you uh, the healed. You see, God is calling you uh, the prosperous. God is calling you uh, the righteous. God is calling you uh, the sound, independent of whether or not you are already living in it because God calls the things that be not as though they were. You see? Now look at verse 18. Verse 18 says, Abram, or Abraham now, against hope believed in hope and that is a remarkable statement Abraham believed against natural hope against natural hope in other words in the natural there was no there was no way this promise was ever going to come come to pass you know Abraham Abraham and Sarah were were too old to have kids uh, you know and, and, and so in the natural how is this ever going to happen? But he said, Abraham still had hope. Remember, hope is confident expectation because Abraham believed against natural hope because of his confidence in the word of God. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Now watch verse 19. I want you to see this. He says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, you see, uh, Abram was about a hundred years old. Sarah was, uh, I think, in her nineties when Isaac was born. Well, in the natural, guys, it is impossible for a hundred-year-old man and a ninety-year-old woman to have a have a child. But how did Abraham overcome that? He said he considered not his own body. In other words, he did not consider the natural limitations. He did not consider the natural limitations 
when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Look at verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Now, guys, how do we stagger through unbelief? If you read this in context, go back to verse 19. He said he did not consider his own body now dead. Now, the word considered means take note of. It means to regard or consider carefully, consider attentively, or to contemplate. And so Abraham overcame unbelief because what he did was he didn't consider the problem. Now, the implication is he didn't consider the problem. He must have been considering something else. He considered the promise. You see, unbelief, guys, comes when we consider the wrong things. In other words, if Abraham would have gone around saying, well, man, I'm, I'm just too old. How is this ever going to happen? Sarah's too old. <laughs> We're never going to have kids. You know, if that would have been his thinking, he would have had unbelief, guys. He, he wouldn't have been strong in faith. But he considered the promise. He did not consider the problem. And so as a result, verse 20 says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith. I want you to know you grow strong in faith through considering the promises of God, through beginning to, to see yourself in the promises of God. And watch this. He says, giving glory to God. You see, he was giving glory to God. He was praising God even before the promise showed up. And friend, that is a key for you to operate in faith is you want to start to give God glory even before the manifestation shows up. You see, the, the Bible says that we abound in faith through thanksgiving. And so one of the most powerful ways to be in faith is thanksgiving and praise and giving God glory. You see, start giving Him glory and start remember the stuff He's already done for you. Start to think about how far He's already brought you and give Him glory. That's what Abraham did. Now look at verse 21. As a result of all of that, verse 21 says, And being fully persuaded, Abraham became fully persuaded that what God has promised, he was able also to perform. Abraham considered the promise. He saw himself living in the promise. He received his new identity. Every time he said his name, he was saying, I am the father of a multitude. Every time Sarah said her name, she was saying, I'm a mother of nations. Abraham and Sarah talking to each other. Abraham calling Sarah. He said, hey, Sarah, come over here. It's like, hey, mother of, of nations. Hey, mother of nations. Come on over here. What are, what are you doing over there? <laughs> Every time she said, Abraham, she called him father of a multitude. You see, they were speaking the promises. And as a result, guys, the Bible said Abraham was fully persuaded that what God promised he was able also to perform. And so you operating in faith is going to be about you choosing to put your attention on what God has promised you. Faith moves you, remember, in your thinking, in your believing, in your speaking, in your doing. Doing is going to follow at the end. Don't focus on the doing right away. Focus on 
on your thinking, believing, and speaking, the doing is going to follow. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.